Prepare to Attack is a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, Wawa's Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashThoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit Wawa's Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. Hello and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. Today's hero is D.Va. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Coach from Wawa's Bootcamp, Sileza. Hello. Hey, so why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your experience with D.Va? So basically I'm a Grandmaster Flex player, so that means I play basically every hero, but my specialties are... They are mostly on off tank, which is what D.Va is. So I have plenty of experience on D.Va, and I'm here to teach you guys how to play there. All right, great. So uh, get into the character overview, you did mention that D.Va is an off tank. Can you tell us what the difference is between a regular tank and an off tank? So a main tank, which is the regular tank, would be heroes like Ryan or Winston, which... Is the main initiator for your team, like they're the main, they dictate where your team goes. And your off tank is mostly there to support your main tank and be like kind of like a secondary damage dealer as well. All right. So, uh, continuing with the character overview, Diva is like, this episode is actually going to be a little different because Diva is unique in the aspect that she's really one of the only heroes that has two forms. She is, she has a form where she is in her mech, and she has a form where she is out of her mech. She has abilities when she's in her mech that she does not have when she's out of the mech. So we're going to approach this episode from that perspective. Uh, but with that being the case, she does have two different weapons, depending on which mode she's in or form she's in. Uh, she has her fusion cannons, which are part of her mech, and when she's out of mech, she has her light gun. Uh, she When she's in mech, she has defense matrix, which allows her to absorb damage like any projectile that makes its way into the defense matrix will get you know eaten up including ultimates she has her boosters which allows her to be very mobile and boost forward quickly or boost you know you can she moves forward but you can control the direction and her newest ability is micro missiles uh, added technically speaking not that long ago uh, which basically it's a salvo of missiles that shoots in a straight line her ultimate is self-destruct where she pops out of her mech and it blows up and does a ton of damage to anybody that is within line of sight uh, just about and uh, yeah can you tell us what the goals of playing diva are well your goal is playing diva is usually you want to pocket your winston and dive comp so should I explain what the dive comp is? Sure, why not? Go for it. So a dive comp, your goal is to... You have Winston as your main tank. You have, like, mobile DPS, like Tracer. And then you have a DPS, like, Soldier or Genji. And then you have supports that are, like, Mercy, because she's unfortunately too strong right now. And the Lucio to help with the speed. And your goal is to just, as the name suggests, you just dive onto their backline and eliminate their supports first. So in the dive comp, Eva basically just wants to enable Winston to be able to jump into their backline without blowing up instantly with defense matrix. So you just fly in with the Winston and make sure no one can shoot him. And you also want to be, in every comp, you want to be able to peel for your supports because it's extremely difficult for any DPS to actually kill anyone when a diva is just protecting them with matrix and damage. So right, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the key, so basically the key with diva is just Acknowledging when you need to dive in and when you need to peel for your team. All right. So I'm pretty sure we'll end up going over some of that stuff during this episode. Uh, but okay, well, why don't we hop into her forms, which we're going to start with the mech form first. This is her in the mech. The mech has 400 health and 200 armor. Uh, she 
can lose the mech. Once the mech runs out of health, Diva will actually pop out of the mech, and that's her other form, which, for the sake of this show, we're going to call it Baby Diva. <laughs> and uh, some people call it Gremlin Diva. I haven't really heard it called anything else besides those two, have you? We call it Hannah Song in Korea. We just call it by her name. Oh, okay. So you just call it Hannah Song. Okay. So if you're in Korea, it's Hannah Song. I did not know that. It's new information for me. Um, so yeah, once her mech is destroyed, she uh, pops out of it, and we're gonna hop, we're gonna talk a little bit about her as Baby Diva or Hannah Song in, in a minute. But once she gains enough alt charge, she can actually call a, a new mech back down which will do 50 damage on impact. Now, the mech's primary weapon is the fusion cannon, like I mentioned earlier, which is a twin short-range rotating cannons with spread shot. It's basically a rapid-fire shotgun. It does have quite the spread. Uh, Diva is also unique in that her her uh, weapon on the mech has unlimited ammo, and each pellet does about... Uh, 0.6 damage to 2 damage per hit, and each shot shoots 6 pellets. And she can shoot about uh, 6.67 rounds, so almost 7 rounds per second. And she does have damage fall off on those pellets, which is at, it comes at about 10 to 20 meters. So can you talk to us a little bit about using the fusion cannons effectively? Yeah, so like you said, it's a shotgun. So when you're shooting as D.Va, you want to make sure that you're very close to the target or you're not going to be doing effective damage and you're just going to be wasting your time. Especially since when you're shooting with the fusion cannons, you have reduced movement speed. So if you're shooting randomly and you're not being effective, you're just going to be stuck in place and you won't be able to position yourself better. So you want to make sure, you need to make sure actually that when you're shooting, you're actually doing effective damage. Okay, so what range do you think somebody should be at if they're going to be effectively damaging somebody? I guess a good rule of thumb would be to use the default crosshair for a bit, just to, so you can see the bloom, like the how spread out the shots are, and you want to make sure that the person you're shooting is like in that big circle and not too small or out of it. Gotcha. Uh, would you say that the the, the fusion cannons, and since they're unlimited ammo, that they put good pressure on a shield, or is that also wasting somebody's time? Oh yeah. That's that's the key thing about that's one of the key thing about Divas too is that she's extremely powerful in shield war. So when you're playing main tank comps with like Ryan versus Ryan battles, you can you can just spam the shield and since the shield's so big, it doesn't matter what range you really shoot it at as long as you aren't getting hit by the damage fall off. So you can just shred the shield and you can use matrix as well to make sure your shield stays healthy too. Right. So, yeah, when you, so when you're playing against Orion, just shoot the shield as much as you can. Yeah, now we're, like, we're going to get into micro-missiles a little later, but now with micro-missiles, the fusion cannons with the micro-missiles kind of melts a shield. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Especially, cause I actually, and I play a lot of Orisa, and if a diva does her job correctly, she can put a ton of damage on my shield in a short amount of time. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I think it's just good to, you know, you just want to make sure you're in the proper range. If you're actually trying to kill somebody, like let's say like maybe a soldier or a McCree, somebody like that, you want to make sure that your pellets are actually hitting them. So you don't want to be 10 meters away from that person. Yeah. As but, long as you're like, as long as their character model is like covering your crosshair of the, well, like the default crosshair, it should be good enough generally. Right. Right. So. All right, great. So with that, let's hop into Baby Diva, who once you pop out a mech, you now have 150 health, but you do have your light gun, which is a mid-range automatic blaster. It shoots 14 damage per shot. Uh, it's about seven rounds per second, and you have 20 ammo. And each round moves at 50 meters per second. I mean, the Diva's light gun is very reminiscent of Mercy's Caduceus blaster, except it shoots faster. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, like a but, stronger version of it, basically, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. So, you want to talk about using the light gun effectively? So, using the light gun, you just have to make sure you remember that it's a projectile weapon, so you need to make sure you lead your shots. And it actually does a lot of damage if you spam it down a choke, and you actually somehow manage to land your shots. The hard part is that if you're trying to shoot from long range, you're, it's very hard to hit projectile guns in general. So you want to keep 
fight like mid range, not close range though, because you're just gonna get melted. And another thing with Baby Diva in general is that you either your goal is like one of two things: it's either stay safe and spam so you can get your mech back, or you just want to find the nearest cliff and jump off so you can reset. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um... In a lot of cases, uh, you you want to try to you know get those shots off so that you can you know because each shot each shot you actually land is gonna get you a step closer to getting your mech back. Yep. And um, I know there's a lot of players that once you're out of mech, they kind of some players actually a lot of players will underestimate you know baby diva. Yeah, if you know, you're left just, alone, you can actually just surprise and surprise someone and just take them out. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they they figure that she's weak, so they'll just go in after her. I've I've killed many like a McCree and a soldier doing that. Because, you know, you lead your shots a little bit, you, you land a couple shots, that does a ton of damage to them. So mm-hmm. the the light the light gun, while you while you don't want to be trying to do make like do like a killing spree as baby D, I mean as soon as you get your mech back, if you can see if we get into the mech, you want to get into it. But still, the, the light gun is is no joke. So it's it's very very helpful. Like like uh, he said, you want to definitely make sure you stay alive. <laughs> That's an ongoing theme with this show. One of the staying alive, important. yeah, <laughs> yes, staying you know, alive. You, you, as long as you're alive, you can do something. Very Sometimes true. learning to die is an important thing too. Like I see a lot of problem that players have in general is that they try too hard to stay alive when the fight's already lost. When reality is that you should. Probably just try to die if you've already lost the fight, especially if you're stuck in Baby Diva. Right. Yeah, I do see a lot of players where the fight's over. There's only one or two of them close to where the fight is, and they don't back up. They, they're they still fighting. You know, three people respawn, and halfway back to the fight, those two guys are dead, and now we're staggered, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, good point. All right, well, let's go ahead and hop into abilities let's talk defense matrix now like i said defense matrix absorbs enemy projectiles the lore like the way defense matrix works according to the lore is that anything that comes into the matrix gets shot down that's what's actually happening and that's the noises that you're hearing let's just be honest it absorbs enemy projectiles yeah. <laughs> all right it has a 15 meter range um uh, one thing i will say about that is um i don't think some people realize that diva doesn't have to be standing forward for it to be working like if somebody is shooting and let's say let's say somebody is shooting at i don't know a mercy or something like that and diva is you know kind of diagonal to that and she puts her matrix out if the bullet passes through the matrix which has a you know a 15 meter range then that bullet goes away yeah so, you know, Diva's actually able to save people from, like, like, after they get hooked by Roadhog, that shot after the fact. You know, she's actually able to save people from that, so that's, that's an important thing to, to note. Uh, the Defense Matrix now, it has a two-second duration when fully charged. It has a one-second cooldown, and it takes eight seconds to fully recharge. So what can you tell us about Defense Matrix? So the key thing is like people are really used to the old matrix where it was four seconds. It literally lasted like a lifetime. <laughs> but now that since it's two seconds, an important thing is people. What you can do is you can like tap it, like tap the matrix to absorb shots instead of holding it. Because say you're against like a tracer, you know that the tracer is only going to shoot for like a second, and then she has to reload. So you can just tap the matrix for that second, and then let go so it doesn't consume it. And then once she's done reloading, you can hold it again, so you can effectively double your duration kind of effectively right and a good important thing about matrix is you don't want to absorb poke necessarily you want to make sure you use matrix when people are actually in danger and you're soaking up actually important damage like if you're someone's diving your support and they could die you want to absorb that you don't want to absorb like people randomly shooting your rind shield or like randomly shooting your tank when they're not even anywhere near dying because you want to make sure you always have a full matrix in case something goes wrong that's a good point. That's I think that's something I've been suffering from since the change. You know, I'm so used to I know mm. I, I do know it's only two seconds now, but I'll use it like, you know, for us to move into an area and just absorb that two seconds worth of damage that I can, but then, you know, you move up a little bit. Let's say let's lose Temple of Anubis as an example, right? Mm-hmm. You you want to move into the left 
use a few two seconds of matrix you know the next team fight is only a few seconds away and now you have no matrix yeah so you need to make sure that you have matrix up for your fight that's why it's pretty bad it's generally ill-advised to use matrix to just absorb random poke damage that's not really because it's not gonna really do anything it's just poke is free all charge for your supports if anything right now um one of the oh i think one of the reasons why matrix got nerfed from the four to the two was because matrix it absorbs any type of projectile including ultimates so i think the most <laughs> probably the the the, mo- the one that you will recognize the most is when you hear Zarya do her ult and then nothing happens. <laughs> you know that means she probably got absorbed. Uh, May also gets absorbed. Uh, Soldier's entire ultimate used to get absorbed. Yeah, was, a lot. A common call out would be like Soldier use like I'm gonna visor and then they just say like fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Tiva's on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I used to. I used to, I mean, I guess you would have to wait for Diva to be out of mech in order to visor before. Yeah, but now you can just <laughs> count two seconds and it's, you just see Diva use Matrix and you know it's going to not be enough to counter your visor. Yep. So Defense Matrix can be like a, a real lifesaver. And I guess the big takeaway here is don't use it on, you know, poke damage, like you said. I guess, I mean, you have a mech that has like 400 health, you know, 200 armor. So just use, you know, that huge health pool to absorb some damage if you need to. Mm-hmm. Hopefully your healers are, are with you and active. The only exception, I would say, is like if you're in a shield war, like Ryan versus Ryan, like on King's Row is a really good example. Because it generally in King's Row comes down to your Ryan versus their Ryan, but and then your Zarya. Like if you're in a Ryan versus Ryan duel and you need to win that shield war, it's fine to use some of your matrix to absorb their like junk crab poke or anything. So just to make sure you win the shield war. Okay, so you need to use some judgment here then. Yeah. All right. But All right. generally, you want to make sure you have it to save someone. Okay. So, like, my example, a tube of Temple Venue is still a bad idea. Yeah, he should have, like, a Rhine or something to block that for you instead. Okay, all right. This is why Diva's not a main tank. She is an off tank. Yeah. So. She supports your team. She doesn't just... Becomes a wall for you guys. Right. She's not an initiator, so. Okay. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to boosters, then. Uh, Diva... Actually, they, they changed the setting now where you can... Uh, boosters used to be toggle only now you can hold booster down and when you let it go it's you know it stops boosting so uh, i do know a few people missed that uh missed that update but so what boosters do is they boost diva forward and you can control the direction um just you know to let everybody know you can also turn that off because i see a ton of divas hit boosters move past their target and then, you know, they look crazy trying to move in every other direction to get back to where they were. So you can toggle it, like I said. You can hit it once and then hit it again to turn it off. This uh, makes it changes her movement speed uh, to 12.5 meters per second. And it has a 25 meter range. It uh, has a two second duration. Like I said, it can be canceled during. And it has a five second cooldown whenever you stop using it. And if you hit somebody, it does 25 damage. So it's not a huge, uh, you know, damage dealer. But if somebody is like right on the edge of dying, you can probably just hit them and that'll be the end of it. You can also move people. I mean, it's a, it's a great tool to hit somebody off the off of a ledge. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people, people listening to this podcast have probably seen that a lot. So, But if you haven't, you can do it. But why don't you tell us a little bit about using boosters effectively? So one of the main things is that the damage on hit 25 is not that you don't might not see much but you can time it with the melee like as soon as you collide with someone with your boosters you can use a melee in the same frame and it'll do melee damage as well so it's like 55 damage instantly which is a significant amount i'd say so another thing is you mentioned how it boops people like it moves them if you hit them like a bumper car yep so people underestimate how useful of a boop it can be like if say they're gonna dive you, like their Winston or someone jumps on you, or like their soldiers on high ground and you need to get them off, you can just bump into them. And often, okay, a core mechanic with booping in this game is like for anyone that plays Smash, it's like the same concept as DIs. It's like directional input buffering or something. So if say you say you're directly going into a soldier, 
and he's backing off from you, like holding S key, like going backwards, and you collide straight into him. He will get booped a ridiculous distance because if he's moving in the same direction that you boop him, it adds to that distance because of the momentum. But if he's if he's moving the opposite direction of the boop, then he won't get booped very far. But often people run away from the diva, so when they get booped, they get booped really far because they end up adding to the momentum of the boop. So right. A lot of the time, you can just boot people off of high ground, and that's pre- pretty much good enough, because then they're out of position. Mm. Alright, so if you listen to this podcast to figure out how to deal with D.Va, run forward when she, you know, like the, runs just like the, her, If you yeah. want to stay on high ground, like the split second she collides into you, just like tap the W key and you should be fine. Oh, Otherwise nice. you're going to end up flying, and you're going to be like, confused. Okay, yeah, that's actually a really good tip for people who are against D.Va. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. A lot of people do back up and then get end up flying right off of you know the edge of Ilios, yeah. you know, stuff like that. What you can do a lot of the time is that when people jump up to high ground, you can protect your team by just becoming a bumper car and boosting into their team and then knocking them off and then boosting back to your team to, into safety. Which I don't see a lot of people do, but it's very effective and underrated. Mm, yeah, yeah. Boosters are actually they're a great way to also i guess get to an objective you know if, if you're mm-hmm. short on time I, I, I guess an example i was playing the other day and we were in overtime we had a minute left and they had like you know full cancer build this is an icon wall at the choke i like the torb arissa stuff tor torb arissa bastion right at the front <laughs> door and basically, I flew over right to the point their entire team turned around and started coming toward me. And by the time they got to the point, my boosters are back. So I just boosted back to my team. And then we came in and we were able to tear them up because now they were out of position. We were all together, you know, so. That's actually a good example is the Bash and Arisa combo, especially with the new map, Junkertown, and how popular it became. Mm. The Diva. You can just boost into the Bastion and Matrix, and then your entire team can dive on the Bastion, and he can't do anything, and you can just kill him, which is how you deal with the Bastion comp. But a lot of the time, I see Divas are scared to boost into people like Bastion because they're scared they're going to die, even though they have Matrix and their entire team with them. Right. Right. Well, in a situation like that, too, like if you do, I mean, obviously the Bastion should be focused, but I think a lot of people. Uh, worry about you know even if they focus the bash you still have five other people that they're going to be looking at you yeah but you know as long as the core of their team well it's like people just like stand back against bastion and then they just get mowed down because they're scared right it's better to engage yeah or you you either just hard dive them or you just slowly whittle the shield down and force bastion off that's kind of off topic i guess (laughs) It is, but it's actually at, at the recording of this podcast. Uh, you know, it's very relevant because pirate ship is is played all the time on that map. Yeah, and it's very frustrating for people. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, you have anything else on boosters, or you want to move forward? Uh, I guess that more when we talk about the role of diva in fights, I'll talk about boosters a bit more. Okay. For now, we're good. I guess. All right, great. All right, so let's move on to micro missiles. Like I said, this is her newest ability. Uh, micro missiles, it's, it's a volley of explosive rockets. It fires 11 rockets per second, a total of 18 rockets. A direct hit will uh, get you, uh, direct hit damage is nine per missile. It does have splash damage, so it's six damage per missile uh, in terms of that's the max splash damage you can get on the missile. The minimum splash damage you can get on the missile is two damage. Now, if you manage to splash yourself, it's six damage per missile, period. It's always going to be six damage per missile. Uh, The missiles move at 40 meters per second and have a 1.5 meter radius, and they have an eight second cooldown. And they can be... this. Micro-missiles can be used with her other abilities, which is important because that means if she's using the fusion cannon, she can micro-missile. If she is boosting forward, she can still micro-missile. Most importantly, maybe, is if she's defense ma- using defense matrix, she can also still use her micro-missiles. So, uh, with that, what can you tell us about micro-missiles? Yeah, so like you said, it's really key that you can use matrix with micro-missiles, actually. Like, if you're engaging a hit scan like McCree or a soldier, they 
basically can't do anything if you just boost into them, hold your matrix for a bit, and then you just micro missile for at least half their health, and you can just finish them off with your left click. Mm. So you basically you want to use your micro missiles when you're engaging on someone, like as you're shifting into them or whatever you have as your boost button. Because that, that kind of like guarantees that you hit most of them because you're going closer into them. It's really hard to hit micro missiles because they're a projectile when you're far away, unless you're like spamming down a choke. It also mm -hmm. does a lot of damage, so it's really key for breaking shields and exploding tanks. Like something that D.Va can do now is just like, if Winston jumps in, you can just go into him, into his bubble, and just blow him up with your missiles and left clicks. Right. Yeah, no, uh, we were talking about Bastion earlier, but if, if a Bastion is unshielded, you fly into a Matrix while using micro missiles. Yeah, and then you know. he kind of gets blown up but if the rest of your team follows up. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to get rid of him. Uh, but yeah, definitely, me, so me, me playing Arissa a lot, if I if a D.Va is using fusion cannons plus micro missiles, you know, that really, really hurts my shield. Mm -hmm. And, you know, playing Arissa is all about making sure you have a shield ready for when your shield breaks. But, you know, quite a few times it'll be, you know, it'll break the shield before I'm ready to put down another one, which opens you up for attack, especially if you've already blown Fortify. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's a... I thought it was a, I thought it was good. I thought it might be a little bit overpowered, but with the way they work, uh, I think it's, it was fine. It's a bit too strong. Like you can one shot squishies now, which is not really fun to play against if you're playing against a six hundred health tank. But it's hard that's to use, true. so it's kind yeah. of balanced in that sense. But I know in the maybe that's happening like in the in the higher levels of play, but definitely like in the lower levels. Um, you know, and I mean, like, you know, let's say platin below. I'm not seeing a whole lot of that. I'm not seeing a whole lot of uh, one shot. You know, yeah, one shotting with, you know, Divas being so great with their micro missiles that they can, you know, one shot and take out the squishies. I think that I think it's just like a small delay that happens when you activate it. It yeah. doesn't when you hit it, it doesn't. It's just not go. instant. It's not instant. Yeah. At least not it doesn't mention, feel instant, at least. Right, yeah, it at least doesn't feel as plus if you're too close to somebody, it's like those missiles can go right past them. Yeah, to make sure you track well when you're right close to them. Exactly. So yeah, the better the diva, the more likely they are gonna be, you know, more accurate with the missiles. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, I know me primarily, like I'm not when I use the micro missiles, I'm most of the time I'm wearing down shields or I'm using them on tanks. I'm not necessarily using them on squishies too much. Still good to use on squishies though, because you can one shot them. It's like once you're really good at one shotting squishies, it's like you can assassinate people essentially as a tank, especially in a solo in like a random competitive environment where people aren't going to be as coordinated. Oftentimes, their hit scan or there's there's going to be a squishy that's out of position, and you can just annihilate them. What do you think the optimal range is then for using that against a squishy character? You want to be as close as possible because it's hard to hit as a projectile. But usually you want to just like, as you're shifting into them, once you get a bit close, like you don't want to like wait until the end to use your missiles. You can just do it while you're flying into them. Uh, okay. Obviously trying to predict their movement, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> when you're flying into them, you're like tracking them at the same time because you're trying to bump into them. So it ends up working out. Okay. All right. So... Give that a try, you know. Get better with the with tracking the micro missiles, and you can use it against squishies too. Right, but let's go ahead. Unless you have, do, you have anything else on micro missiles, or you want to move forward? Let's move forward. All right, great. So uh, let's talk her ultimate. Let's talk self destruct. Now, like I said before, um, you know, Diva once she loses the mech, she can you know she ejects from the mech. But same thing happens with self destruct. Diva ejects from her mech and it explodes and it deals massive damage to anybody within the radius and who is within line of sight uh, so it deals a thousand damage to anybody within 20 meters and it has a three second casting fuse so do you want to give some tips on how to use self-destruct effectively so generally people underestimate the value of actually zoning people instead of killing them like people see like they ult with diva and they don't get a kill and they get all bummed out but Reality is, if you manage to split 
their team into like different parts and like less than ideal positions, you're that's already a good enough diva. Like your team is able to capitalize on that, and then their team's in a bad spot and can't really play effectively. Like if you all behind the Ryan and the Ryan's forced to just turn their shield around and their squishies are forced to hide, then suddenly the Ryan's isolated and you can just kill him even if he doesn't die to the bomb. But another right. thing is that sometimes it's better to just hold your ult to make sure you can get a remake if you can lose your mech. Like in two CP situations on last point, it's good to make sure you have your ult for stalling. Because it basically gives you two lives. Gotcha. So this is another thing we gotta kind of use your judgment. Yeah. I know me personally, I, I, I think I probably end up using the ultimate more when I get knocked out of mech just so I can get it back faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, playing solo queue, or even duo queue, it's actually kind of hard to get your team to organize around. Like, the first example you gave, where you zone out characters, you get a Reinhardt to turn around. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, if you're playing solo queue, if you, you know, if you're not playing with an organized team, it's kind of difficult to get them to be like, okay, guys, I'm using it, so get in position, because they're yeah. going to be out of position. So, uh, I think maybe if you take, if you look at it from that aspect, it might be more valuable so you can get your get your mech back faster you know yeah but, but uh, yeah, definitely, if you're just ahead, looking sorry. for uh kills with the ult which is if you get a pick if you get like a single kill it's like pretty huge as a diva bomb but like generally open open areas if you can manage to pop your ult in an open area like Mbani, the end of second point there's like that little tunnel place where pe- like their squishies usually hang out in Right. If you just chuck an all in there, they literally have nowhere to go, and you're gonna get like at least two kills a lot of the time, especially in lower ranks. Yeah, like that. Right. But yeah, using to remake is fine, especially if you so, don't think your team's gonna f- engage off of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest. Most people playing this game are not playing it, even in three stacks. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh. So, but yeah, I, I actually I lost the match the other day because we were in overtime and a diva just just through her uh, self-destruct and there's nothing we could do we sit there or and die or we run away and lose like yeah. you know well we lose either way so that was just a good play on her part uh nothing more uh, nothing we could really do about it and i've had more than my fair share of payloads moved in while self-destruct is happening so like a good thing when you have all those divas to either when first scenario is like if you know you're about to die like you're really low just Go up into the air and toss your mech with your ult, so you can get a decent area denial on whatever your, the point is. Or just make sure you stand on like the cart or like the payload or the middle of the point, so that when you die, you can just hit it and cover a good decent area. Right. And that makes a lot of when sense. When your ult's going yeah, off, another thing is that you need to make sure that you immediately run to a position where you can resuit. And the key with resuiting is that you need to make sure your back isn't exposed because they can kill you while you're resuiting if they're if they can see you. Cause like there's like that little animation where like she goes into the mech again, but they can shoot you during that time, and if they kill you, you just die. Right. If your back's against the wall, they they shoot the mech instead of you, so they you get a free remech basically. Well, I mean, on top of that, you know, even if your back isn't exposed, when the mech falls. They can start killing your mech right there. Yeah, you know, uh, I've definitely had divas that you know they call their mech, and then when they actually go active, they have a quarter of their health left. Mm-hmm. You know, so you almost get them out of mech, you know, immediately. So sometimes that can that can almost feel like a wasted ult because you did the ult, nobody dies. You get your mech back, and now you're out of mech again, and then you die. So it wasted a little time, yeah. you know. Yeah, a good instinct is to just immediately look for somewhere to remake after you throw your ult. Right. I, I do see some people hop out of mech and now they're trying to get kills on top of the the explosion. Like maybe they're trying to shoot somebody in the back as they're running away. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. The, the the best thing to do here would be to just get back and, you know, find a place to remech and rejoin your team. Mm. So, cause you know, Diva's not really uh a solo player here. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, the Overwatch is a team game, so you should always try to be with your team. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, if we're if we're done talking about that, you got anything else? Because we can go ahead and move on to our next point. Oh, I'm good. 
Okay, so why don't you, I know you want to talk a bit about movement and positioning with Diva, so why don't you go ahead and talk about that. So mostly with positioning is that your main job is to deny people space a lot of the time. Like, say, because of your boosters, right, you can access high ground very easily. And with your matrix and your left click and your micro missiles now, you is really strong in a 1v1 situation. So let's say you're playing like, say, Gibraltar, second point. There's like that big spaceship that people like soldier like to hang out on. If you, if you have like a Winston and stuff, a Winston, or if you're, even if you're the only person, it's really, it's like your job, whoever can jump up there to make sure the soldier isn't just free up there. Because otherwise, they're just going to wreak, wreak havoc on your team, right? So a lot of the time, you need to make sure as D.Va that you can contest the people on high ground, even if you don't kill them. The main goal is to just occupy people on high ground, but especially if they're getting a mercy pocket, just occupy them, don't die rent instantly, and then either run away or your team's going to be there to finish them off. And another thing is, when you're diving, like I said earlier, Winston jumps in, something like that, you need to make sure you're with him, make sure he doesn't die. You're like escorting him, basically, essentially. And when you're getting dove, you need to make sure that you're with your backline so that your Mercy or whoever that you need to protect will not die with the Matrix. That's basically the basics of positioning or like where you want to be as D.Va. Right. Well, I mean, the whole point of the show is to kind of get the, get the basics and grand, you know. We're not taking Masters and turn them into Grandmasters here. Yeah, so, <laughs> contest higher ground, but don't feed. Help your, help your main tank when they're trying to engage on someone and peel for your backline when they're getting dove. That's basically what you want to be doing as D.Va. Okay. Would you rank, you know, do you think there's an order of importance in what you just talked about? Mm, so, obviously, when you're playing Divecom, your Winston, the fight's going to start with Winston jumping in. So if your Winston jumps in first, then you need to make sure you go. That's your main priority, is to make sure you go with your Winston. But if they dive on you first, like their Winston or whoever jumps in on your backline first, then your job is to just sit sit with your backline and just tear up whoever jumped in and make sure your supports don't die. Which is called counter-diving, basically, where you just counter their dive by peeling and melting their front line. Mm, gotcha. So it's kind okay. of situational. So, so Diva is good on either side of the dive comp then? Yes, because dive comp right now is without a doubt the strongest comp in the game on both attack and defense. On most maps, at least. Do you want to talk about the strengths and weaknesses of Diva? So, yeah, like I was talking about like a lot during this podcast is that he's really good at pocketing people and like protecting them. and make, It's like, as Diva, you're like an enabler and that's like her main strength is that she lets your Winston jump in and do whatever he wants. She, she lets your supports heal your team despite getting dove by their tracer or whoever. She's able to contest high ground and duel their soldier or whoever. And then that lets your team just do whatever they want because they don't have to worry about the soldier. I guess you're like mostly an enabler. But another her strength also lies on how much ridiculous damage she does because she can just melt squishies and tanks all like. So, yeah. Just all around really strong right now. Which is why she's picked in almost every game. And her main weakness would have to be that she can kind of feed if she doesn't have boosters. Like, a lot, I see a lot of... It's like the same with many tanks, is that if they have, like, a Zarya, you need to make sure you're not within... You're not, like, randomly trying to fight the Zarya unless you know you can kill her, because you're just gonna... They're gonna have grab every fight, basically, at that point. And another weakness of D.Va is getting staggered really hard, because they can just, if you're baby D.Va and you don't manage to die, they can just keep you hostage, and you're going to end up costing your team around like 20 seconds of not being able to fight. D.Va just, gotcha. honestly though, D.Va doesn't have many weaknesses right now, which is kind of problematic, but... Maybe the big, biggest weakness is the player. <laughs> yeah, the, honestly, it's just bad play on the D.Va's part that's the biggest weakness right now. Gotcha. Yeah, so, you know, you want to make sure, well, you want to make sure you're helping your team out. You don't want to, like you said, you don't want to be, yeah, you, don't wanna be you don't want to be, it's a team game, yeah. So, yeah you don't want to be 
diving in with no hope of getting out right yeah. <laughs> you know like when i the example i used earlier about diving in to the point on eichenwald i would at no point had any illusions that i was going to go and fight some of these people you know i just kind of <laughs> hid around the payload until they got close enough and got like out of there yeah <laughs> you know so you know you're always stronger with your team you never you know, i don't think there's a single situation in overwatch where you will be stronger without your team yeah like every hero in the game you want to make sure you know where your team is where they can like if they can help you or not like if your winston's in range to jump in with you if you're playing diva or if you're mercy or whoever's here healer can actually heal you wherever you go in because all the time people right. are like they blame their healer they're like where was my heals i died and realistically their healer would have died if they tried to heal them and stuff like that yeah i mean you probably uh even if you're a flanker you want to you know you probably want to you don't want to flank until you're until your team has engaged yeah you don't want to commit to your flank until you know your team can do something off of it exactly so yeah you always you know diva is not going to just run in and save the day by herself yeah. you want to make sure as a player that you're either with your team or at least with somebody from your team yeah <laughs> because i definitely do see a lot of divas like flying in or um chasing down healers and stuff like that and it's a really easy way to just get them out of mech especially because i do play a lot of zarya too so with zarya mm -hmm. they have no defense against you and if they use something like micro missiles, or you pop your bubble up, and now you just made the situation even worse. Yep, that's why communication is key in this game. Yeah, so Diva's biggest weakness would be the player not playing correctly. Yep, because if you if you're uh, a bad Diva, you're gonna feed a lot of all charge to the enemy. Right. I guess maybe a good thing to say is you know in terms of priority. With Diva, you should oh, if you, before you jump into or boost into a situation, be like, ask "Will I survive yeah. this?" Yeah, like you know, ask your team. Uh, think, "Will I survive this? What is my chance of survival?" <laughs> mm, I'm getting ready to boost into five enemies to try to kill their mercy, who is more than likely just gonna fly away from me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so really yeah, good comments. Like, if you're with your Winston, just be like, "It's really easy. Just be like, Winston, are you ready to jump on this person?" That is at this location, and then they will say yes, and then you jump in together, and then it works out. Communication like is that, beautiful. Huh? <laughs> All right, so okay, yeah. Well, do you, what kind of common mistakes? I think we just talked about a few, but what kind of common mistakes do you see uh, with Diva? People are just trying to be heroes and just going by themselves and trying to solo people. Mm, right. Like say, like I said, contest high ground right earlier, but. What happens a lot is like their soldier or whoever's on high ground is going to be pocketed by their mercy. And realistically, you are not going to win that duel because it's a 1v2. So like I said earlier, you don't have to commit to those fights. It's fine to contest people like as by yourself. Like, if you're going to contest people by yourself and you know you're not going to win the fight, you have to make sure you're able to just run away, like drop down and just run away and keep your mech. You're, keeping your mech is just way too valuable. The more you're in your mech, the more effective you can be. Gotcha. So stay in the mech. People, you know, they they hop in, lose the mech, and now just because you just because you didn't die and you're being sent to back to spawn doesn't mean you're being effective. Because if you're baby diva, you might as well be dead most of the time. Right. I mean, as baby diva, you're you're just trying to get back into the mech. Yeah. <laughs> you're not really doing anything. You're not doing tank things, which is you know mitigating damage, keeping people alive. Yeah. You know. Making space. Okay. Any other common mistakes? Mm, that's basically just not playing with your team is like the biggest thing as D.Va. Gotcha. Yeah, which is it just kind of goes back to how players play, you know. So, yeah, okay. They try to be heroes. Right. right. You got any additional tips you want to give before we go ahead and close up? Um. So this is like kind of a general tip, but it's really especially important on D.Va because since you have Matrix, you can block all. So it's important that you really keep track of what people's alts are at. Like, if you know that Zarya has all, it's super telegraphed that they're about to ult too. It's like, they're just going to randomly just walk into your team by themselves and look for a grab. When that happens, you just, if you know that she's about to grab, you can easily block a lot of grabs. Like that. <clears throat> so alt, keeping track of alts is extremely important on D.Va, basically. And you can play mind games with Matrix as well. Like, 
hold it for a second, then let go, and then a lot of the times Zarya's try to time their grab between matrixes. So it's kind of like a Ryan mind game kind of thing, where you a mind game between divas and Ryan, divas and Zarya's. I mean, right. And let's say you fail to. This is more towards Zarya again. If you fail to block and all, like your team gets grabbed or something, then don't be scared. You need to like jump into the just jump into the grab with your team, even if you're not if you didn't get grabbed, just so you can matrix their team. This is the same thing with like other tanks as well. Like if you're Ryan or if you're Winston, if your team gets like grabbed, you need to jump into the grab with your team. You can't be scared. You have to try to protect them somehow. And basically, I discussed a lot of the things earlier, like the zoning, the importance of using alt to zone their team, and knowing when to throw your alt and try to kill people, or when to use it as a remake. That's basically gotcha. it, I guess. All right. So, do you have any final thoughts on Diva before we go ahead and? No, cool. Shut this thing down. She is extremely strong, so everyone should learn her. <laughs> the only <laughs> time you don't pick her is when you want to play Zarya and Ryan, so like sometimes on King's Row and Legion Control Center. And there's like very few maps where you actually want to pick Zarya over Diva. So right now Diva's like the main off tank. So if you play off tank, you probably you need to learn Diva and get good at her. Alright. Well, thanks for coming on to the show. Thanks for, you know taking the time to talk to us about diva hopefully uh everybody's able to take what you uh brought to the table and actually apply it to their play hopefully it helps <laughs> yeah yeah no, no, no i think you did a good job so all right, if you if you guys at home have any questions about what you just heard please feel free to contact us at contact at prepare to attack.com or you can contact us on twitter which is just uh you know twitter.com slash prepare to attack and you know we'll see about getting your question answered if we get enough questions we will maybe try to get a question uh, you know q a episode and so yeah just let us know if you have any questions uh can you talk us a little bit about wawa's boot camp yeah so wawa's boot camp is a discord server where you can get free coaching by volunteer coaches most of them are gm or above and it's a free service so you can just check it out to search up wawa's boot camp discord and you can probably find a link somewhere and how it works is you just pick some roles, like say you want to learn Genji, you get the, you type a command in the bot, and it'll give you the role of Genji, and you find some coaches, you message a few coaches, and set up a time where you can look over some VODs and hopefully improve. And in, yes, it's free, so don't ask a coach how much it is or if you can pay to get coached faster. That's not going to happen. And also okay. acknowledge that we are volunteers, so we will we have lives as well, so we are not always available, and sometimes we won't see your DMs. So be patient with us. Yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, and you also use Mayhem.gg as a tool for coaching, correct? Yep. So tell us. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. So Mayhem.gg is a very useful tool for VOD reviews. If basically we are able to watch the video together, like. Kind of similar to sites like Sync Video, where you watch YouTube videos together. Except the advantage of Mayhem.gg is that we can draw on the actual video itself and add images or like look at maps and draw. And basically, the drawing part is really important, where because we can like really show you guys, like point out the exact places where there's like an issue or something. Yeah, it's just really helpful to be able to like draw on the video and like put map overlays as well to really explain what's what we're trying to like teach you in the VOD review. All right, so you you enjoy using Mayhem.gg. Yeah, it's also a free service as well. Yeah, nice. All right, and I do believe I'm not sure if the 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 uh feature's been added but i think you if you if you can't do it now you will be able to in the near future be able to look at past coaching sessions yeah i've never tried this i'm not sure if it works i've just always done the live sessions with my students right yeah so the looking at those past coaching sessions will also be a huge help mm -hmm. i'm sure because a lot of people are making the same mistakes so <laughs> all right uh, so if you want to hear more from me and Bob, the other person that hosts this show, we are part of Mash Those Buttons, and me and Bob 
host Watchpoint Radio, which is our podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. We record live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And we release on multiple podcast platforms the following day on Wednesday. So, you know, you can check us out there. You can also check us out on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio. Uh, you can also find us at twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash smash those buttons, and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, we also have a Discord, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons. We'd love to have you there. We have a prepare to attack channel. So that's another way. If you have questions or you enjoy the show, you can come in and check out, uh, you know, uh, talk to us there as well. So uh, do you have any social media you want to give out? No. Only my no. personal social medias, which I do not want to give out. <laughs> all right no problem that that that's a also a running theme with the wild wild coaches which is understandable yeah so not in the podcasting business it's all good um uh yeah so if, if you enjoyed the show and you want to help us out one of the best ways to do so is to uh, uh write a rating and a review for the show on itunes or every podcast platform of choices that is a tremendous help for us so thank you very much uh you can also just share the show with others that's also a, a tremendous help so thank you to everybody who is spreading the show and hopefully it's it's as helpful it's helpful to everybody that's that's the goal you know to take you from you know bronze or silver or whatever you know rank you're in and help you you know move up a bit forward so get get better matches for everybody right um, and before we close out, I'd like to thank Good Luck Have Fun for letting us use sounds like Overwatch as a theme for this show. I highly suggest you guys check out Good Luck, Good Luck Have Fun on YouTube, uh, where he has uh, a bunch of uh, videos where you know he takes music or sounds from games and turns that into music. It's actually pretty awesome. So thank you very much for allowing us to do that. And with that, uh, thank you once again for coming on the show and giving us these great tips. And uh, I guess we'll catch you guys on the next Hero. See ya.